And welcome to Underground Horror Radio here on PodunkRadio.com. It is Justin McPatches, and I am on the phone with the lovely and very patient Jesso Lantern, all the way from New York City. <laughs> Greetings, boys and girls. How are you, besides, the, besides everything else not working earlier? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> very good. Um, if people did not know, Jess here was awesome, by the way, and we'll talk all about that. Um, is also a co-host of a radio show as well, a horror radio show known as Radio of Horror. So she understands the whole world of podcasting as well, which makes it so much easier on me. <laughs> no worries. Technical difficulties happen all the time. It does. And um, to give a plug out to your show, when does the show air? Where's you guys? Is, uh, is it like a every week thing or is it um, just whenever the show is well, done? It's usually uh, late Sunday nights around midnight. Ooh, that's um, late. Yeah, I uh, I usually um, help Chris out and do uh, like some pre-recorded interviews and things earlier on in the evening, um, and then we also uh, put it up on on YouTube as well. So, oh, very good. Um, yeah, YouTube's good. I like that. Yeah, so there you go, everybody. Yeah. Listen to Radio of Horror as well. And, of course, always keep tuned to Underground Horror Radio as well. But um, it's very awesome to have you on. Um, you're a musician, and I think that's very cool that you have an acoustic deck, but you also have a graveyard. How do you say that? Cal- Caliber? Let's see. Calibre. Nope. How do you say that? <laughs> Cabaret. Cabaret. There we go. <laughs> see, I don't know what I'm doing. You should, you should host this show now, too. It'll be good for everybody. <laughs> But uh, no, seriously, I think it's really cool that you do that. And um, so, how long have you been singing? As a, is there a band or just your whole life? Or um, I guess since I was eight, uh, technically, I, I got one of those um, karaoke tapes. It was a cassette tape from Anastasia, the animated film. I remember. And that. Uh, there was there was a, a a B side on the cassette tape that was kind of like a karaoke track, and I kind of taught myself how to sing. Uh, journey to the past and once upon a December, um, and I, I kind of just went from there. I, I didn't know that I could do that thing, and then when I realized that I knew how to do it, <laughs> I just kind of couldn't get enough to to sing. I was always trying to um, borrow my brother's CDs and um, match pitch with Mariah Carey, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything that I can get a hold of. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, don't, don't let's not date ourselves too much. Kids are like tapes. What's a tape? Don't worry about that. I know. Don't worry about what a tape <laughs> is. MP3. No, I think that's cool yeah. though. I'm a big fan of karaoke myself. Um, I, oh, I, don't I have love a, it. I don't have a tape player, but I do love karaoke. Um, I'm actually sometimes I uh, I join up with a um, what we have down here is a um, punk rock karaoke band. So yeah, live band, live band too. It's a live it's a live karaoke thing. Yeah, you know, I actually I went to one when I was in Florida, and then I also they have it at the New York at um at Arlene's Grocery. Nice. Uh, they they have it every week. They have a, a live band. I've only gone once though, unfortunately, but it was so much fun. It is. It is. Out. Yes, that's the only time I get to sing uh, Dad Rock, Social Distortion, and uh, Misfits. And I'm not very good either, by the way. But I do like going out there and, and pretending I'm in a band because I'm not, obviously. <laughs> So you're doing better than me. No, I'm, I'm never, I tried bass. I tried bass. It didn't work my way out. Nah, not at all. I can't really play an instrument. All I can do is talk. But um, so you've been, you've been, and how long have you been doing the Jesso Lantern? Um, you know, as the, as the stage name and the act and everything. Um, I've been playing out as Jesso Lantern for about four years, but most 
recently, um, most actively over the last year and a half. Nice. And where'd you come up with the name? Because I, I like that. Because, you know, your name is Jess. <laughs> but O-Lantern. And I'm like, that's fucking clever. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you can't I, be I, mad I, at that. Because it's just like, <laughs> it rolls out the tongue. And you're like, hey, what's that? That's a Jess O-Lantern. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. oh. I know. That's cool. No, where'd you come up with that name? That's awesome. Um, You know, I get this question a lot. And I really wish that I could take credit for the name. And I'm certain that he loves the fact that I keep saying this every time that I get this question. But um, an ex-boyfriend of mine in in Florida, actually, uh, he was uh, playing Xbox with me at one point. And I was trying to come up with a an Xbox handle right. and an Instagram handle as well. It was right around when Instagram was, like, first coming out. Oh, Lord. And I didn't have a name for it. And he was like, well, we need something spooky and something that has your name. What about Jekyll Lantern? And I'm like... Yes. <laughs> that works. And it, it, it just kind of stuck. And I, I, at the time, I wasn't using it as a stage name or as a project um, because I was, I was not really pursuing too much of a solo project at the time because I was in another band and I was more, more so focusing on working with other people. Um, and then later on, when I was, you know, when I started writing stuff that was more spooky and horror themed and more horror punk i realized that i needed something and it was still there waiting for me and i i think i think when i when i did a facebook search to see if a band page had already had that name when i realized that both the or rather all the 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 band camp the facebook and the twitter all had just a lantern like available i'm like yep this is me no that's that's always a good thing believe me when i say that because well first i want to say um so you played xbox and stuff anybody that got beat by that name that's listening now now she's a musician so you can suck it because i'm a big gaming guy myself so (laughs) i i I think we we set up like i never actually used it as a as an xbox handle i think i mostly just because i like i've never used xbox live but I think he was just like making a uh, character. It's a thing on there, like, like a profile, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take that back. Nobody has beaten her or was beat by her because she never played online. I've never, I've never played Xbox Live. I've never played video, yeah. No, and I play video games, but not not no. Xbox Live. No, let me tell you something. You're not missing out on much. <laughs> it's cool, but there's so many. It's very, it's very, very bad. Like people are so horrible on there. Nah, I'm I like old school games. Like I have a PS2 and Whoa. I I go <laughs> I go to um uh this this bar in um in uh, the Lurie side called Barcade. Yep. It's off St. Marks and it's just amazing. They have this game from 1988. It's uh a Splatterhouse. I remember Splatterhouse. Yeah, they have a, a freestanding Splatterhouse game and like me and my boyfriend are glued to it every oh, time yeah. we're there. It's it's it's, it's... In Splatterhouse, why wouldn't you be? Yeah, especially oh, when so you were fun. younger and you saw it, you're like, "Oh, it's Jason." It's not Jason, but it looks like Jason, so you're like, "Cool." Oh, uh, I know it looks just like Jason. <laughs> well, it's because of the graphics on it, which was like, because um, when it came on actual systems, home systems, it was actually like on Turbo Graphics 16, which was kind of ahead of its time, but it didn't last as long as say Sega or <laughs> Super Nintendo. See, I'm a huge nerd. I play a bunch of that stuff, um, but I like yeah. online too, you know. But um. Yeah, that's all my era stuff. I'm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how old we are difference, but I'm definitely in my mid thirties coming up. So yeah, it's that's old school well, stuff. Well, anyway. 
Splatterhouse came out in 1988, and I was born in 1988. So okay, gotcha. <laughs> That's not bad though. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's cool that they have a barcade. My buddy's trying to work on one down here. Um, they got them where I'm going. Thank God. They're going, but they have one in Orlando now, or two of them in Orlando. It's really popped up in big cities in the last couple of years, so I think it's cool yeah. to have that. Because I'm a very, like I yeah. said, I'm a sucker for the retro stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't help it. It's awesome. Um, so, And so you wanted to write s- spooky horror stuff, because you're a big horror fan, I take it. I mean, you'd have to be, or you're a really good actor, <laughs> but... <laughs> but uh yeah so what what's your inspiration for just these spooky kind of songs cuz you got um a lot out within the last year on Bandcamp you have like a I saw a full look like a full album and then a bunch of EPs and a couple of covers as well AFI was yeah. a cover which is cool AFI is good <laughs> Screaming Jay Hawkins come on everybody that was before that was like the original kind of horror punk guy way before there was horror punk well, yeah, <laughs> they're definitely, uh, AFI has always been my favorite band, um, like since I, well, always, since I was, I first heard them when I was about 12, um, 12 or 13, my friend gave me a mixtape that had uh, MXPX AFI and nice. like some, some ska, some less than Jake, <laughs> so it was, it was fun, like I got introduced to that type of music. Um, as far as writing um, spooky songs and wanting to be, you know, in the horror genre. For me, it it, it kind of um, branched out of my haunted house experience Sweet. because I, you know, you know, you being from Florida, you're familiar with Halloween Horror Nights. Wait, wait, did you work there? Were you a character? When I was 18, my very first job that I had ever had was being a character. Get the fuck and, out of here! That's awesome. And I, hang on, hang on now. I worked there for five years. Um, so that was kind of like the, the birthplace of my obsession with horror. I had always been obsessed with it when I was younger, but I wasn't really allowed to embrace it as much as I was after I, uh, you know, became an adult. (laughs) Um, and, uh, so my haunted house experience mixed with being exposed to, you know, the misfits, AFI, and numerous other horror punk bands as, as the, uh, you know, years passed. And um, I had found that I wanted something to keep me in the vein of horror and Halloween when it wasn't in season because I was doing, um, like I did Zombie Crawl Orlando with a couple of my friends from Horror Nights and we, you know, found ways to have Halloween in the off season, but it wasn't a consistent thing. Um, And so when I moved up to New York, I also worked at a couple of different haunts and a couple of different haunted attractions, and um, I kind of chose to pick and uh, pick and choose different elements of my characters that I had played, mm-hmm. and kind of found myself writing music that I thought they would sing, just as like a just as like a joke at first. Um, and then I realized that my regular writing patterns had started to reflect that as well. <laughs> when I would just like write or like free write, I would find myself writing more things that were, you know, about graveyards or about monsters and those reoccurring themes, ghosts, awesome. wolves, things like that. And so I thought I might actually be onto something here. And that's also when I started thinking, you know, hey, is Dress a Lantern an available name? Like, should I actually, you know, make this a thing? Um, 
so it really all stems from being a hot actor um, and wanting to create other outlets for not just um, horror makeup, but also horror art in general. Um, in the way that I was creating music all through my experience at Halloween Horror Nights, I then just wanted to mesh the two together. <laughs> hey, if there's any inspiration, it's Universal's Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. Believe me, it is. I love, love that place. You know, I've been, I didn't go every year, but I went like when I was in high school. And then when I came back to Florida, I went with a bunch of us friends. I was 21. And then um, since me and my wife got together, we've been every year since 2012. So, yeah, it's been, you know, it's awesome. I love Halloween horror nice. And yeah, um, so I did, do you, um, did you really love being a character? Oh, my God. I, I, I absolutely loved it. What years, what years were you there? Wanted, I was there. I started in 2006. Okay. Um, and uh, so six, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Um, 2010 was my last year doing it. I was there. Um, yeah, I, I was mostly in um, scare zones. I did, a, I did a house one year. Nice. Um, but I loved being in the scare zone so much better anyway because there was such freedom. Oh, yeah. Um, and oh, it, was, it was just like I, I, I swore that I wanted to write a book at someday, Confessions of a Scare Actor or something, because <laughs> there's really such a strong community of, of scare actors and performers that work in the hot and horror industry that, you know, if you're not in the business, you can't talk shop and share scare stories like, you know, your fellow scare actors can. It's just, it's such a tight-knit community. Um, and it's a thrill. It is, it's, a, it's a lifestyle, really. Oh, yeah, no. Horror, <laughs> horror is definitely a lifestyle. You know the sad thing about or, um, Universal there, though, in, in 2010? It was, my, it was mm-hmm. the last year I went, rode on Jaws at night. Makes me oh, sad. Oh, yeah, that's I right. I remember. Jaws at night. Shark in the Dark is what we called it when we were drunk. Shark in the Dark, and it's awesome <laughs> at night. It really is. Like, it was the best fucking thing I've ever seen. I'm like, oh. I'm a huge Jaws fan. That's my number one movie of all time. Number one horror movie, yeah. not counting Jaws, is Evil Dead 2. But Jaws is like, that's my movie. Like, I have so much yeah. Jaws crap everywhere, it's ridiculous. Death of Amityville. I, I remember that. Because I, 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 I used to go... Um, before and after every shift, we had, like, the Amityville and Men in Black yep. ride where we had to go on it before we went and <laughs> we tried to outdo each other's scores. Yeah, I did I did the Men in Black. I can't do a lot of the, Everything now is, like, simulators, so I can't do a lot of those anymore because um, I just can't. I can do actual roller coasters, but anything that's supposed to be like a roller coaster but it's really not and it's a simulator, I don't do well. It messes up my head. Yeah. So I did take my wife to Harry Potter, though, when we got married as a... As a um, honeymoon, so I'm a good husband for that, even though I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan. But it was nice <laughs> that they did that. But um, yeah, it's still great. I love it every year, and I think it's super. You're even cooler now because you actually were a character there. That is so cool. I'm like geeking oh. out over no, because it's like you know, I'm the guy that goes in, and I'm not like an asshole, but I don't get scared. I'm the guy that's like looking around at all the stuff, going, "That's so awesome," and over there, that looks oh, good. Exactly. I'm like judging that's- the house. I'm like, "That looks good over there. You did a good job." Somebody comes out and scares me. I usually will. I'm like, "Hey, thanks. That's cool." I'm not, not, you know, if I was anybody I else, I would have been scared, yeah, but I don't yeah. get scared of like that stuff because I think it's cool. It's I'm, I'm very much the same way. Like I focus on the, the set design, the props, the makeup, the costumes, and I'm just freaking out about how good that scare was that I just saw in front of me. Like, dude, you hit the prom at the right time. Like you're freaking awesome. Like I go through like a kid in a candy store, like in any haunted house that I go through. And it's, 
it's joy, like absolute glee going through a hunt. Um, and, you know, I, I'm trying to remember the names of the ones that I was in. Like uh, the first one that I did was Harvest of the Souls. I, I will never forget that because it was my first one. I think I was at that. I was, that's pretty cool, though. I, I don't remember much about it, but because the houses and the scare zones changed every year, and there's so many years of it and so many times that I went, it's hard to remember everything, but it does sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah, psychotherapy was always my favorite house. Though. I do remember that one. <laughs> yep, um, I love when they did the. Um, I love when they did the um, uh, Jason uh, Leatherface and um, um, uh, Freddie. Freddie. It was the new line. Basically, it was all the new line properties. Yeah, it was Freddie. That was it was Freddie, good. Jason, and Leatherface. Yeah. I worked that year. That was a good year. Um, the last couple of years, though, because you're not here, man. Let me tell you something. They did the Halloween house so perfect. Like the original Halloween and my wife, that's her favorite movie besides like Hellraiser. So it's, it, she was like, we were both like, wow, this is just like the movie. This is awesome. Up until the ending when actually there's a guy dressed up as Loomis shoots Michael Myers and everything. They had the music playing. Some girl in the corner screaming is Lori. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. So they definitely Aww. really amped it up. And then this year or last year, rather 16, um, they had Halloween too. Well, they called it Halloween Hell something, but it was basically Halloween too. They had the giant pumpkin, like in the beginning of the movie, that's kind of cracked open. And you yeah. go in, and it's the ending of the first movie. So it takes place right where the movie left off, just like in the movie. Oh. And then you go through like an alley and the houses, and there's a hospital, and it's, it's, it's awesome. It's just. Oh, I, I want to go back so bad. Yeah, I was actually looking up like stay and screen tickets and like trying to figure out a way for me and my boyfriend to get down there, but. It's just not going to work out this, this Halloween, yeah, unfortunately. It's, it's always expensive to go elsewhere. I, I live here, so it's like, you know, a two-hour drive to Orlando is not a big deal. Yeah. But when you're at a state and you don't have the Florida residence anymore, ugh. Yeah, or the employee ID. Or the employee ID, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, that's just one of many cool things. So you started writing songs about that. And so you're an acoustic act. Do you, do you like open mics or... You have a bunch of gigs you go to. Do you open up for other horror punk bands or psychobilly or industrial or anything? Or yeah, you know it's really funny because the first few shows that I got as Jeff a Lantern, nobody really knew what to do with me because I was kind of like a a, a wild card. Right. Um, because I I'm a solo acoustic artist, but I'm not like singing songs about flowers. <laughs> You're singing about like jack o' lanterns and stuff. Yeah, like I'm not like a, a very dainty quiet artist you know and so people didn't know what to put they couldn't put me on other acoustic bills but then they were like well we can't book her with a bunch of punk bands because she'll get eaten alive but really now my my i'm gonna call him my manager nick caterellis he's absolutely amazing he's helped me get so many gigs with the right people and playing with bands that i want to be booked with that are similar genre that are horror punk that are in in the communities with me Sweet. that ever really helped help motivate me to be a better artist and be a better horror punk artist as well. Um, you know, just th this Saturday, I know this is going to air after the show has happened, but might I, not. I might so, be able to get to it. <laughs> I'm so excited because this Saturday I'm playing with Argyle Goolsby, uh, Argyle Goolsby and the Roaming Midnight, the Crypt Keeper five, Robbie Bloodshed, oh, yeah. Shadow Windhawk and Willie Wolfbite. They are pretty much and Jason Trioxin. I can't believe I keep, <laughs> I love Jason, I'm sorry. Jason Jackson from Mr. Monster is also playing. It's like a, a horror punk reunion all-stars show that's happening. And, yeah, I mean, I open. I do try and, you know, 
occasionally get gigs where I'm not going to be the first person. But to be honest, I love opening horror punk shows because I get to, I get to set the tone, I get to play the show, and then I get to relax and have fun. Yeah, it's over, <laughs> and so you can have fun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yes, I'm here, I did it. Now I can, like, go get a beer and have fun and relax, and, like, it's it's awesome. Um, but I also, I do play open mic sometimes. There's a couple in my neighborhood that I go to every now and then, but recently I, I haven't had the time to. Um, I've been consistently playing at least four shows a month. That's good. Um, and, you know, next month I'm a little, I'm a little um, slower because I have uh, – I have a bunch of studio time that I'm going to be working on for my next album. Um, but I have a, uh, I, I'm going to be performing at the dark side of the con. Um, it's a uh, festival convention rather that uh, vampirefreaks.com and Jeff Max events is putting on in New Jersey. Um, the first time that they've done this convention. So I get a lot of um, like conventions and festivals and special events, things like that. Cool. Because again, I'm kind of like an oddball. <laughs> so if there's a stage, I will play on it. I'm not really, I'm not going to be too picky. Um, but the goal is obviously to play with other horror punk fans and to be more present in the horror community. Uh, well, I've been <laughs> to I've been to a bunch of conventions, and only in the last seven years. Like before that, I never I knew what they were, but I never actually got to go or went. And um, it blew my mind. Like, Spooky was the first one. It's when they had the Nightmare Forecast was there and a bunch of other people. And I, 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 you know, I was podcasting, but I didn't know anything about actors. I didn't. So I just started talking to them, like, hey, what's up? How are you? You know, your movie's awesome. Being excited. I got to, like, interview a bunch of people. You know, I just showed up and did it. And it was awesome. But I love conventions. Have you been to a bunch of these horror conventions? Yeah. I mean, I went to Monster Mania Con up here. Um, in uh, in New Jersey this this past um, this past one that they did I think it was in May um, and uh, but my first one was was Spooky Empire as well when I lived in Orlando um, nice. and I went to MegaCon in in Orlando as well yeah. um, but I I want to do I would love to do Spooky Empire like to come back to my roots basically and perform there that would be amazing. That would be cool. Yeah, they always have a, like all, all kinds of different artists come in and play. Um, what happened to me was I ended up, because of my wife, and she's on the uh, author panels. Um, I don't know if we're going this year because we'll be in England, and unless they like throw us like a plane ticket in a hotel, I don't think we're going to go home because we've just moved over there, and it's, it's expensive to travel from um, there to America. You can travel to Europe from England cheap, like everywhere. That's the cool thing about it. I'm excited for that. But coming back here, it costs a lot of money. But um, I ended up becoming a moderator for a lot of the author panels because of the radio stuff. So um, there's a couple of videos on YouTube stuff, but it's fun. I, you know, we sat there last time and talked about Stranger Things. So it was, like, super uh. fun. And it's, it's, it's really cool to do anything as part of the convention. So I'm sure you'll get to play. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start petitioning. Like, let's, let's do it. Let's get you down there and, and play. I think it's cool, though. They need more people like that, like you, like you in the world, where just going out and doing the thing you love. Um, so we talked about the music. We talked about Halloween Horror Nights, which is awesome. So let's get to the other favorite section, horror movies. So what, what's, what's your favorite horror movie? Like, what's your, what's your thing? Evil Dead 2. Oh, like me. Oh, come on. Now you're just copying me. Are you for real? I'm not. I'm really not. Oh. I, I, will, I will always say that because, because I'm actually, um, I, I haven't actually said this yet, but what I do for a living, I'm a puppeteer. What? 
Yeah, aside from doing music, I, I'm a puppeteer professionally. That's that's what pays my bills. Kind of like the Jim Henson um, kind of thing, with the with all the the Muppets and the puppets and stuff like that kind of thing. No, like marionettes. Oh, okay. So you're doing like old yeah. school, old school style. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I work I work in a theater uh, in New York, and we do marionettes. We do children's marionette shows. Um, but I, so I, I look at most of like most of my favorite horror movies are from a uh, puppeteer's perspective. It's, it, it's a lot of that 1980s, oh, yeah. um, like, practical effects with, with prosthetics and practical effects with props and animatronics and things like that. I appreciate those types of films so much more as an artist in, in what I do for a living. And Evil Dead just has such a perfect blend of camp and puppetry and gore Everything, and really. slapstick comedy and Bruce Campbell. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. You know, Evil Dead Two was the first one I ever picked up. You know, back in high school, I went to Walmart in Jupiter, and I'm just walking around. You know, the movie section. You know, and back then it was all VHS tapes. So yeah. I'm looking and I, and I see this cover, which I have the box right here of uh, Nika Evil Dead Two action figure Ash. Which is super awesome. It's got the multiple heads. And uh, I saw this this thing that had this skull on it with eyes. And it said Evil Dead 2. And I'm like, what the hell is Evil Dead 2? And I turn around and read the back about Ash comes back to the cabin to fight the evil. And I'm like, dude, this sounds awesome. So I bought it. <laughs> I went home and I watched it. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? But and, 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 I, and it's not really a long movie. But the way I was watching it, it felt like it was forever. Because... I never seen it before, so it's like you get to yeah. the part where there's the portal. Okay, movie's over. Now he's in medieval times, and then they cut off from there, and then eventually made a, a Army of Darkness. But it was like this is the craziest movie ever. Plus, it was so cheesy with Groovy. But I was like, dude, this is awesome. The guy puts a chainsaw where his hand was. How badass is that? Yeah. <laughs> so that that became my favorite horror movie. Uh, not counting Jaws. You know, I'm a big Friday fan. But Evil Dead Two. Um, Army of Darkness is great just because of the camp value. Um, I showed that one in school a lot because I'm like, well, I can't bring Evil Dead 2 into school. That ain't going to fly. But Army of Darkness <laughs> is tame enough where it's okay. Um, of course, the original. I love the, I love the remake. And Ash vs. Evil Dead is just super awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been catching up. <laughs> Such a good show. So besides Evil Dead, what else, like, uh, what other movies are you like? Are you like a slasher fan? Or are you more of a, like a movie monster kind of fan? I, I have a, a classic monsters more, um, and also kind of like um, <laughs> more like horror comedy. Yeah. More than anything else. Like Shaun and, of the Dead. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if it was made, <laughs> I was I was in um, I was in a movie store with my boyfriend in Jersey uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I think I said something about ooh 80s puppet horror. That's my favorite genre. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of it put that way, but it should be listed. Yeah, like 80s. yeah, and I was like, wait, eighties puppet horror. That is exactly what it is. Are you gonna make a song like, about that? You know what? I might have to. <laughs> that sounds too cool not to make a song about it because it's like eighties puppet horror. I'm like, what? That sounds awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, I miss video stores. To be honest with you, like like uh, Blockbuster and. Um, they don't really have those here anymore. They're gone. We just yeah. have Redbox and Netflix is great. Don't get me wrong. I, I have no problem with Netflix. I watch it all the time. I'm like watching, I think, Lost Girl now. I never watched it before, so I'm trying to see what it was about. But, um, yeah, I loved going to the video store and just picking up a movie. 
and just look at the, the, all you had. There was no preview YouTube footage. There was none of that. It was you have what's on the the back of the box and what's on the front of the box. That was it. Yeah. And that's what you look at and you go, do I really want to watch this? And then you, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I'd read a bunch of them. Like I, it's like I was at a library, but it wasn't like re, you know reading books. I was reading back of horror movie boxes, and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. So I watched a lot of good stuff <laughs> like that. Of course, then I got into Friday the 13th and Nightmares and Halloween and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, Jaws yeah. is great. I like um, some of the old-school werewolf movies, like The Howling, American Werewolf in London, that kind of thing. Those are good oh, yeah, with, the, with the effects. Um, and then Ginger Snaps was actually really good back in 2000 when I saw that. I was like, what is this? Oh, this is really good. Hmm. So I'm a big horror fan as well. Um, so music-wise, um, what kind of uh, – you mentioned The Misfits and AFI and stuff, but um, what else do you like to listen to? What's, your, what's on your, I guess, playlist, as they say now? Uh, just off the top of your head, what's on your playlist? Um, it's funny because I tend to listen – if I know that I'm going to be playing with a band – I tend to listen to a lot of their music while, like, on my way to work and stuff. Like, um, I've been listening to a lot of our Goggles Be, a lot of Crypt Keeper 5. Um, I love the Stellar Corpses. I wish I was oh, playing yeah. the Stellar Corpses. But um, I've been listening to a lot of Stellar Corpses, um, Creep Show. Yep. Um, I'm just going off of what's I'm literally reading my iPod right now. <laughs> <laughs> what I just, what was I, what was I playing today? Um, but yeah, like I, I listen to a lot of horror punk. I, I try and um, find new bands, like new new bands in the genre that I haven't heard of, new to me at least. Yeah, it's tricky um, <laughs> nowadays. I mean, I don't know if yeah. it is up there. Like down here, we used to have they still have a JRR in Orlando still, but we had a station down in in, in South Florida called the Buzz. And um, back in the day, that played, like, alternative stuff. So that's how you knew between that and, like, MTV. You kind of knew what was out there. Now it's like yeah. MTV doesn't really play music, really. And uh, we don't have a rock station here. And there's so many, like I said, horror shows online. Or there's so many websites between, like, Bloody Disgusting, Fangoria, and all these other little sites that pop up that write articles or just take articles from somewhere else. And it's so it, – it's like you don't know where to start because there's so much stuff now because everything's accessible. <laughs> so I find it very hard to, um, you know, find new artists like that. But, like, you know – you popped up and you're like, hey. And I'm like, hey. And then I listen. I'm like, awesome. And then, um, you know, there's compilation albums. I'll look through Bandcamp for some of those. And, and that's how I find some of the horror stuff. Um, people send me stuff <laughs> or write on the page. That helps, too. It's just, it's cool, though. But yeah. It's just so hard to find everything sometimes, I think. I, yeah, I've noticed that with this, with the community, it's not just, like, horror punk or horror music, but it's horror community in general. Yeah. That's including the characters, the movie makers, like, the, the photographers, makeup artists, everybody. Like, we're all kind of in this because we're the blood and guts people, and <laughs> we're the only ones who understand each other. Um, so Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, So, I, but I'm, I'm finding more recently that making the effort to, to reach out and search for people instead of trying to let them find me, you know, it, it's way more fulfilling for me to be like, wow, there's so much out here. And look at this band and look at this guy and look at this, you know, photographer and this filmmaker and, you know, this radio show. <laughs> this convention, it's, whatever's coming around. Yeah, the conventions, like festivals. It's it's really fulfilling to see that, you know, there there are a lot of people out there that, that are like-minded. 
Oh yeah. Well, I always I always really dug the hoarder community cuz like you mentioned Megacon earlier. I've been to Megacon one time. And we weren't guests or anything, but me and my wife went up. I I, I one time, you know, once upon a time, um I don't do cosplaying, but I built this thing to, to dress up as and I um made this robot out of cardboard. And uh, I had a mask <laughs> And it lit up, and I put like a arc reactor type thing in its chest from dollar store. It worked. Some lights <laughs> on it. It was it was cool. A lot of maintenance, but it was cool. And so I went to Megacon with it. And people dug the robot, but that particular year, which was I think like 2013, I think maybe it was 2014. It was so packed, and there were so many people. I could not deal with it because I, I have a bad anxiety problem. So it was it was pretty bad. But it was just so busy. But, you know, all the people were dressed up like there was like 75 Deadpools, 35 Spider-Men. <laughs> One girl's dressed up in like Ninja Turtle pajamas. And my wife's like, that's not cosplay. Just so you know. That's just you dressing in Ninja Turtle pajamas. I don't know what that is. And it was fine. But we just it wasn't our thing. Like to me, you know, because I grew up on comic books, a lot of the Fox um, Marvel shows, X-Men, Spider-Man. Uh, I grew up on yeah. the Batman the Animated Series stuff, Justice League, all that stuff. So I have a big understanding of comics. Now it's really too confusing what's going on. I just watch the movies and the TV shows more than anything. But it just isn't the same because they're arguing, you know, Spider-Man's better than Iron Man and blah, blah, blah. And they all, like, fight about it. I'm like, why? The horror community, it's like you see somebody in a Jason shirt and you're like, hey, what's up? That's cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> horror, to me, always had a lot of things with punk rock. That's why there's horror punk and psychobilly and that sort of thing, because it's like, it's like kind of like the Bad Boys convention, I guess you'd say, horror, because you got like a lot of rock and roll going on back there, and you got people like in studded jackets and, and spikes on them and horror shirts, and it, it looks like you're just hanging out with like the punk and metal kids from school and the goth kids. <laughs> and it's cool, though, because we all like the same kind of thing, and even if we don't agree on it, we're not like dissing each other. We're like, no, that's cool. I get yeah. it. You know, not everybody likes The Walking Dead. Not everybody likes Evil. Well, I think everybody likes Evil Dead, but how can you not? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, everybody gets along. So I, I love that yeah. about the horror community. It's not always perfect because online, everybody fights about something for some reason. I don't get it myself, but whatever. But for the most part, it's very chill. Um, well, I wanted to ask you something else. Up there where you're at in New York, do they have any place that shows like retro, not retro, but like cult classics on a big screen for like one night only type of thing? Where they show, uh, like, classic horror movies and stuff? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, okay. it depends. There's so many, like, independent theaters. You know, I was actually just looking up some that are in Brooklyn. Um, one of them was playing Silence of the Lambs. Nice. And uh, the Night of the Living Dead, I think, throughout this week. Um, and I'm always looking for, for screenings like that. I know there's a couple of other events that, that showcase, um, like, the old... Uh, like actual film reels yeah. um, with projector and all that. They used to have, had, God rest them, unfortunately, uh, the, the Morbid Anatomy Museum used to be a thing oh. in Brooklyn, and they would do um, silent film screenings and, and just like they did Phantom of the Opera with, uh, oh God, there's just so many, they, they were at least so many cool events that were coming out of that place, but unfortunately they just recently closed. Um, that sucks. But, like, yeah, but I mean, you know, with with the closing of that door comes all these other places that True. then also pop up because there's always going to be an answer for the horror community in it, definitely in New York City. Oh yeah, <laughs> New York's New York's big. If you ever come back to Florida though, just on a visit, check out um, down in Lake Worth, down south towards Miami. Um, there's a, a theater called the uh, Movies of Lake Worth. It's a small six theater 
old, old school building. And they recently remodeled, but it has the charm of like an old movie theater, not like a megaplex or anything. But what they do once a month is me and my my friends host this event and, and we go and watch a movie. It's called Morbid Movies. Um, they also have Morbid TV on their website, but check out Morbid Movies. They show a cult classic every month for like the past two years. I've seen Evil Dead, That's all awesome. three Evil Deads in it, Halloween 3, <laughs> last Halloween, um, Jaws 2, I, I, I recommended that one, so that one came out. We just saw My Bloody <laughs> Valentine on, um, on the 11th. So it's, it's, it's really cool to see these movies that even if you have them on Blu-ray, there's nothing like seeing it on the big screen, though, like with people. It's oh, just yeah. so, you know, not, it's not real to real, and, you know, the, everything's kind of more modern, but it's still cool to see this, like, movie that was out way before you were probably even born or I was, you know, that other people <laughs> talk about, or you're a kid, you couldn't go see it in theaters type of thing, to see it on the big screen now and go, you know what, that is awesome on the big screen. My God. It's just, it's the nostalgia <laughs> factor with horror stuff. That's... That's what I love about it. But, um, no, hey, thank you very much for coming on and everything. I think you're just super awesome. I can't thank say. you. <laughs> and, and so you got a show coming up this weekend, and that's going to be awesome. And then you have a website? Uh, yeah, I mean, I run most – I do have, a, like, a witch website, but I mostly run through um, my Facebook page. Okay. So just search for Jessel Lantern. And I also have uh, jessellantern.bandcamp.com where uh, – my music is available. <laughs> Everybody should go and check that out, you know, and, and it, it, Bandcamp's great for bands. I used to use Bandcamp to actually do interviews because it was free and I can put them on there for free. So um, I have a lot of interviews on there myself, but I think Bandcamp's great for bands, especially if they're underground bands and you're just trying to get out there and, you know what I mean? I think it's a great thing. So Bandcamp's always good. Everybody go to Bandcamp. Please check out Jesso Lantern. If you're in New York City, you better go see her. Because there's no excuse not to. How could you not? She's awesome. She's look. You can, she can sing, and you know, unless she's you know closing act, that's even better. But if she sings, you know, first or second, and then she wants to get a beer, go hang out with her, get a beer, and you can talk to her. Like I talked to her for like thirty minutes now. She's super nice. So I mean, you know what I mean. You're totally relatable. So yes, definitely go and check her out live. There's nothing like seeing a live show. Believe me. Uh, especially horror bands, because a lot of them are stage shows, too, with a lot of, not pyrotechnics, but just presence. Not just up there going, bah, 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 you know. No, they have life. And horror is very awesome. So anything else you want to say? <laughs> um, any plugs you want to throw out there? Um, well, yeah, actually, um, you were talking about stage show and stuff. I also give out trick-or-treat candy at every one of my performances. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the that. is that what the jack o' lanterns for? I seen a picture you're holding a jack of like a like a candy pumpkin type thing. Yeah, that's, that's a can, that's a candy pumpkin tale that I actually found. I think it's from the sixties. Nice. I found it at a Goodwill. Um, but I yeah I use I I put candy in in the pail and I have it for free for all my for people who come to the shows. Um, kind of incentive, but also you know taking candy. Do you make them say trick or treat? Please say you do. Uh, I, you know, I tried that the first few times. I think, actually, I was just thinking about this when I bought candy for Saturday's show, um, that the first time I ever actually had candy at a show, I didn't have a pail. I just had it in a bag, and I just threw it. handfuls at it, and I <laughs> threw it at the audience, and I like, hit somebody in the eye, and I felt really bad. <laughs> I did that then with I a liquor bottle pail. at a convention, like a little. We had a um, one of our one of our panels is called Sick and Twisted, so we talk about weird, fucked up shit. And uh, and the cool thing is, we had this pinata that was full of like little little liquor bottles. So 
that one we all drank uh, on. We'd throw it to the audience, and then we'd say something and make them drink, like, you know, okay, shut up and drink. And we all did it. it we got trashed. It was awesome. But uh, that reminds <laughs> me of that. I hit somebody in the nose, like, last year. By, I'm like, oh, shit. Sorry. You know? And they're like, oh, it's okay. And they drank, and they felt better. I'm like, good. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was like a 21 and up panel, but it was so awesome. But I like the fact that you throw candy. What would make it even better is if you can get the jack-o'-lantern um, pail, the one that they had at McDonald's back in the 80s and 90s. Remember those? Yeah. The witch and the ghost. <laughs> yeah, and throw some booberry in there just because that's I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just talking about booberry, but whatever. Cereal's awesome. <laughs> I always try and find some weird candies. Like, I just found Scooby-Doo Sour Straws. That was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> so that's, I, 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 I'm going to have Scooby-Doo Sour Straws in my candy pail for, for Saturday. That's awesome. <laughs> No, I think that's cool. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's it, have fun with it. I mean, if you're going to go out there and do it, do it, do it, do it, have fun. Um, yeah. And the other thing real quick I want to talk about, and I know we're killing an hour. That's good, though. We're just talkative. Um, Halloween, like we, we were saying earlier about how, you know, you try to do other things when Halloween was over because Halloween Horror Nights was done for the year and you would keep busy doing zombie walks and stuff. Now, I'm a big Halloween fan as well. You know, I got married in October, but... I'm a huge Halloween fan, and everybody goes on every day about oh, it's not a, you know it's not a holiday, it's a lifestyle, so it's horror. Now I agree with that, but here's my thing about it: why it is all day every year type of thing with my action figures or my stuff or my shirts or whatever or this show. But there is something just about October itself that makes it magical. And I was talking to a friend about it who's also um, an acoustic uh, singer like yourself, but she's in Ireland. She's super awesome, and. The thing about it is, why it's all year round, it's actually better because it's in October for one reason. It's at the end of the month. So you don't get one day of Halloween like you did with Christmas. You get an entire <laughs> month, 31 days, that's just strictly everything's going to be dedicated to that one thing. Like everywhere, for the most part. <laughs> and you get movies on TV, even if you've seen them. Edit, non-edited at home, it's still cool. I just, that's what I love about Halloween. It's like, I love it all year round, but there's something about those 31 days that just, you know what I mean? Like, the big party is on Halloween. No matter what day of the year, that's the last day of that whole 31 party that you were doing the whole month of celebrating and hanging out. Everybody's <laughs> into it those 31 days, and that's what I think makes it kind of special. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it culminates, you know, there's anticipation, and, you know, it, it, it but it is you know, the lifestyle. <laughs> oh, it is. No, totally it is. I just, like I said, I just love that it's, you know, 31 days. It, it, you know what it is? It's like 31 days, you don't feel kind of weird anymore, I guess, for me. It's like, you know, everybody's like, hey, Halloween's awesome. I'm like, yes, it is. I got 20 more days of this, so that's awesome. Thank you, sir. Then on the first, <laughs> they're like, I don't have any candy. I'm like, that's okay. I saw you 31 days. It's okay. But no, I just love <laughs> Halloween. But um, I love the name Jess Lantern. I love your whole thing. I think it's awesome. So thank you very much for coming on and, and, and doing this with me. And um, everybody oh, needs you. to listen to her. She's awesome. Listen to her music. Listen to her, her co-host a radio show, a Radio of Horror, which is on Facebook as well. Look it up. Another fantastic show. Because, again, we're a community. It's not my show is better than anybody else's show. It's, hey, this is horror too. <laughs> Check it out. It's awesome. Because, hey, everybody has a day of the week to be on, so it's all good. And um, <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Um, and just check her out on, uh, do you have a Twitter or no? Nah? I do. 
Okay. It's, so it's, just, it's just a lantern. <laughs> on Twitter, yes. And she looked at those domains, and it's good to go. So she's good. But, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, I had to do that before, too, because somebody took my radio, not this show, but another show I started on an FM station after hours podcast. I'm like, dude. And they're right down the road from me, like in West Palm. I'm like, dude, I already have this show. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. we, changed the, we changed one thing. We changed FOR to the number four. And I'm like, really? <laughs> it's still the same name, dude. It's like, it's horrible. Anyway, eventually they stopped doing it, so I was happy. But it's happened to me, like, once but twice on Facebook. There was another caffeinated podcast, too. I already had the name, and I have another show I do, and somebody else had the name. And I'm like, hold on. I typed them very nice. And I'm like, hey, listen, I think it's cool that you guys are doing whatever you're going to do. You're not even doing anything yet, but um, can you change the name? Because I already have it. And they're like, I don't know. We have to see. And I'm like, here's the proof. And I like showed them all my episodes, and I'm like, there it is. I've done it. I coined it. I have a logo. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So definitely everybody out there, if you're in a band especially, please uh, Google and Facebook and make sure you don't have the same name as other people because it makes it very hard. So. Do your homework. Do your homework, yeah. And I, I, you, know, you, you, you did yours, and I'm like, that's awesome. We need more people like that. Good job, Jess. You were amazing. But, uh, yeah, everybody, Jessa Lantern, check her out all over social media. And if you're in New Jersey even, because you can get pretty much anywhere in New York through subways and, and buses and all that stuff. So please go check her out wherever she plays and be cool. So, anyway, that's it for this. This is uh, Justin McPatch signing off of UndergroundHorrorRadio.com and uh, also on PodunkRadio.com as well. And uh, that's it. We're saying goodbye now, Jess. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. There it is.